Today, we're going to be talking about motorcycle club informants, what makes them tick, and what they really are. Informants in motorcycle clubs. Many people will say it's the club's fault for letting them in. They'll go first to, well, they wanted quantity over quality, when that couldn't be furthest from the truth. In some cases, it might be that way. You have all these pop-up clubs that recruit on the internet, let anybody and anybody in. You even have clubs that say, hey, at least we know who our cops are. That isn't cool. For years, I've been talking about the dividing line between bikers and cops. If you want to be a cop, be a cop. If you want to be a biker, be a biker. But it's hard to be both. A cop can be a motorcycle enthusiast, but in my eyes, and this is my personal opinion, cannot be a biker. A biker, and especially club member, lives out of society's norms. That can happen with a cop. But going to the point of informants, what are they? Well, everybody knows what they are. There are the ones that infiltrate the club or are already members of a motorcycle club, find that they get their arses in some trouble, and next thing you know, they use a club as the trump card per se. Meaning, they'll go out, slinging something or doing something stupid without the club knowing and next thing you know they get hemmed up the cops give them a freaking deal hey you're a part of this mc that we've been trying to infiltrate forever we'll let you out we'll even make sure that you get some kind of witness protection program but we need you to help bring down the club. What's very interesting, through all this history of casework that we've been doing and history of clubs, it's always been an informant at the center of everything. Cases going back way down to the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, what have you, even into modern times, there's been informants working off gigs. One of the famous ones was the National Sergeant at Arms for the Banditos in modern times. He was facing a life sentence for everything he knew he was signing up for and decided that rather stand behind his brothers. Brothers that he ate dinner with. Families he visited, probably even be called an uncle by the kids of the uh, the parents of the kids he's turning on. He went on to testify, as well as other members did, to get out of the time. Where's the loyalty in that? You want to know what makes an informant tick? 
cowardice, not knowing what honor, loyalty is, not being a man and accepting the consequences of your actions. Instead, you want to hem up an entire motorcycle club's name, and I do say name, and why do I say name? Because it's only a few that legitimately do some stuff and use the club's name for the benefit. Clubs are not an organized crime empire. And I've always said, most of the time they're very unorganized. Meaning, if they can't organize hardcore rides and stuff like that without bumps and stuff, how are they going to organize multi-million dollar drug deals? Sure, in the past, there's been a lot, especially in the 60s and 70s, man, it was nothing but love, sex, and rock and roll back then. Yes, there was a lot of dope flying around. But it wasn't an organized type of deal that the federal government would tell you. The federal government is a tricky animal. They have been after clubs since the early 70s. NSA, let's not even talk about them. Come on, it's going on right in front of our eyes right now where they're using emails of journalists that they don't believe that are on their side leaking it to try to make them look bad. I can't say the name because of the tube. We'll censor it. But if you think that the government doesn't have the power to control its citizens, something's wrong with you. So what happens is, these informants go in, and they start egging it on, I believe, personally, because they got a deal on the table. They got to produce something. Meaning, in order to get out of their charges, they got to hem up other people. So what do they do? Well, at the moment, they're brothers with everybody. You know, there's some parties going on. And they start buying little personal stuff up. That's what I believed with that one case where that federal agent and the guy out of prison went around the country and they said they amassed all this type of drugs and money. It was mostly personal stuff. And after years of doing it, yeah, maybe it could add up to that much. But they they often instigate everything, saying, hey, I might have a deal over here, you want to get involved. Where if they didn't tell you about it, you wouldn't have got involved. It's kind of called entrapment, and I do believe it's against the Fourth Amendment, and it's very important to learn the Constitution on some of this stuff. Because when the federal government comes at you, they got a 98% conviction rate. And most of the time, and most of the reasons why they have such high conviction rates are, is the deals, but the money. They can outspend you any time. They got an unlimited budget. It's actually, I believe, kills your due process rights because you can't afford it. The fight them right. 
the type of these people, I don't really know what makes their minds tick. They're in a motorcycle club. They're enjoying the reputation. They're enjoying the partying. But because they're cowards and got caught up, they turn on a drop of a dime. And it's usually... It is some weak ones. They'll turn on people with a five-year bit looking at them. Say they're up for a five-year charge, one that you're going to be out in probably two and a half, but because you can't do that two and a half years, you're taking somebody else down with you? Probably you initiated? That's disgusting. I guarantee now that they will flip as soon as they walk into the interrogation room if they're facing 25 to life. The way of thinking nowadays is way different. It's a me attitude now. It has nothing to do with the group as a whole. It's all about me. That's the way these people think. They're out for their own good. That's especially true if they were out there slinging and using the club's name in the first place why they got caught. Hell, they didn't even get the club. It's cut. But they'll sit there and hem them up. There's no honor in that. At least give a piece of the pie if you're going to freaking do something and inform on them. And that brings me to summations. People ask, well, why is the Fed so freaking hot on a lot of the larger MCs? And that's because they do go off the pass legitimately. Again, we've been doing a lot of history on this channel. You should know some of the cases we've been covering. These people get hard-ons when they see one of these patches. It's easy money in their budget for them. When they have an informant that goes right through. Once they catch somebody up. And how do they get this budget? Well, when they catch somebody up, they'll go into court. And next thing you know, you got guys that are having to plead guilty because they don't got the financial resources to cover themselves. So they got to plead guilty for a lesser charge. And guess what happens at that point? The most damaging thing happens to said club or organization as a whole. The summation. What is a summation? Well, a summation is where they stand up in court. In order to get their deal, they have to say that such said motorcycle club or organization is a criminal enterprise. That most of its income is about criminal activity. And once they make that summation, that gives the DOJ, law enforcement, the opportunity to put everywhere that this is a criminal 
organization or what they better like using, Motorcycle Gang. That's what gives them the opportunity is the summations because without summations they wouldn't be able to go around saying that kind of stuff. And it is a very sad state of affairs that a lot of hard-working people working hard jobs, putting money on their table to eat, are caught up in this kind of stuff that the government is pulling with MCs. It's sickening, if you ask me. The debauchery that these law enforcement agencies go through is like the KGB or something. They know that the entire organization isn't about criminal crap. They know it. But because they need a hard-on and something to do and a budget to fill their coffers, that's what they do. They go after regular, hard-working men and make them into criminals. Most members of a motorcycle club have hard time paying dues. If that's the case, then how the hell are they slinging dope and have this multi-million dollar enterprise going? It's all common sense, people. And it all starts with that weak-ass-minded, non-honorable informant that cannot take the time for the game that he was playing. That's how it all starts. All throughout MC history with these informants, that's what has happened. And you know what? If you're the ones that are going around saying, well, why wasn't the club a lot more up on top of this type of stuff? It is a motorcycle club. It's not a criminal organization where they're throwing private detectives around to make sure they follow every Tom, Dick, and Harry. It's an MC. In its very essence, they wouldn't have to do these type of things because they are not a criminal organization. And if you're not a criminal organization, then why do it? Think about that for a minute. Really think about that. Next time something like this goes down. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Make sure you share this video because YouTube has got us throttled down hardcore, man. Hardcore. Doing awesome on all our other platforms, but when it comes to YouTube, holy cow. My God. So if you want to help the show, pass us around. Make sure you, you know what, get a person out there to share it on their social media. And that helps beat them at their own game. I'm going over to the radio right now. Insanevoltage.com 24-7. Rock and roll music from the 80s till today. No commercials over there at all or you can go in our discord server and see us live because we play guest china down's panty uh every day talk to you later